Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 today, where Paul the Apostle, addressing these believers in Corinth, begins now to discuss a new issue for which he was being asked to comment upon, and that was the issue of tithes and offerings. Now, you need to understand in the context of what we're reading that the Christians in Jerusalem were suffering from poverty and they were suffering from famine. So Paul, he was collecting some money for them. Although the Jerusalem church was where Christianity began, it, like many of us, was experiencing hard times. At least then they were. So Paul, he suggested that the believers set aside a certain amount each week and give it to the church until he arrived to take it on to Jerusalem. Now, he planned to go straight to Corinth from Ephesus, but he changed his mind. When he did finally arrive, he took the gift and he delivered it to Jerusalem. But there is a larger question concerning this issue of tithes and offerings that is also being addressed in this text. Throughout this letter, it was apparent that the church in Corinth had contacted the Apostle Paul prior to the writing of this letter about, as I said before, various doctrinal issues and various spiritual positions. The common understanding reflects upon verse 1 of chapter 16, and Paul now is going to deal with what was apparently a question posed concerning, as I said, the financial support of the church and the greater Christian work. So even though he dealt with this specific instance of giving some uh, assistance to Jerusalem, the larger issue of giving in general has now arisen, both for the church in Corinth and for us as we read this. The issue of tithing and the giving of financial support to the local church we know has generated a lot of questions and really a lot of confusion in the greater body of Christ. And the poor handling of church finances has often caused disillusionment, even bitterness on the part of many believers. Thus clarity, openness, and a great fiscal responsibility is critical on behalf of any ministry that receives financial support from its members. Now while a church is simply unable, I think, to accommodate every minute inquiry into this area. And while we, in this fellowship, we seek board approval of financial direction, not congregational approval. But despite these things, there still needs to be a high level of transparency in the handling of church's finances. Questions like, are they paying their staff too much? What are their priorities as a church? Are their priorities comfort or is it ministry? Internal amenities or external outreach? Are they involved in missions? Etc. Etc. So jumping into verse 1 of chapter 16, we read, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I commanded the assemblies of Galatia, you do likewise. On the first day of the week, let each one of you save as he may prosper, that no collections are made when I come. Paul, herein, moves to give us some rather practical instruction on this matter of financial giving, tithing, offering, whatever vernacular you want to use. Now the church term tithe, that word is based on the idea of giving 10% of one's income to the Lord. 
Now, we need to understand that that is essentially an Old Testament principle, but it does, however, provide for a ground zero, if you will, a ground zero place to start this discussion. For many believers today, believe that that is a good place to start, not where we end the discussion. The New Testament teaches that we seek the Lord and we seek our hearts as to what to give. However, let's face it, that premise has sadly often only provided for some sort of guilt-free out when it comes to substantially supporting one's local church community. The Old Testament book of Deuteronomy tells us, quote, Every man shall give as he is able, according to Yahweh our God's blessing, which he has given you, end quote. We must now look at the New Testament position of, hey, just give how you feel, and that's how many of us read it. We should not let the New Testament position serve as a license to abstain or somehow be relieve us of the responsibility of financial support any more than we can be relieved of our responsibility, you know, to serve within our local church, etc., the verse in Deuteronomy may use the language as they are able, quote unquote, but I want you to notice that it also uses the language, quote, all must give, end quote. And Paul says here, I have given orders, <laughs> not suggestions. Giving in time and finances and heart is an element of Christian maturity. It is an active participation in the corporate endeavor of any particular local church, especially any church in which we belong. Now, some will never find that maturity, just as there will always be those who will never grow up in any of the Christian graces. And that's a partial explanation anyway, as to why so many believers, as well as churches as a whole, so many believers are limping along in a weak state in all areas of their life. Luke 6.38 says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be given to you. For with that same measure, you measure, and it will be measured back to you. Paul wanted there to be an element of discretion in their giving, just as there should be with us today. He says, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing in Matthew 6, 3. That was the words of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, Let each man give according as he has determined in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So some see that as a permissive way out, and some see it as a blessed call forward. Please note verse 2, because it appears that the early Christians had already given up the practice of adhering to the Jewish Sabbath day observance. The Lord had risen on the first day of the week, the day of Pentecost was on the first day of the week, and therefore it seems that the disciples had begun to gather together on the first day of the week to break bread also. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit Believers Together. Dot com.